On this episode of the Gnostic Deluge, we continue to study the words of Marcus Aurelius. We cover books 5 and 6 in this episode. There's a lot of good and practical information in here. So sit back and enjoy. All right, Brandon. <laughs> I warned you. Yeah, we're ready. We're going. Yeah, here we are. Uh, back again for another Gnostic Deluge. I don't think we ever say the... A much the anticipated, a much anticipated uh, part Gnostic three Deluge. of our Marcus Aurelius I know segment. We, we had last episode, we had talked about some other things we're going to do. And we are, we still do have plans, but we just decided, like, after actually listening to our episodes, especially, you know, I was like, dude, Marcus is deep. Yeah. And kind of like, I actually, there's been a few little things I've been trying to put in, implant into, into my life. Have you, is, actually, has he changed you? He's changed me. I mean, but I just think, I don't know, there's something about the way, he phrases things that are really like, yeah, that's, and it's just the idea that he was pushing himself, you know, to, to, I mean, writing to motivate himself was pretty cool. I agree. So it just, uh, that's probably why it seems more like relatable to yourself. Yeah. Right. For myself. That's, that's how yeah. I think it's more. So that's how I identify more with his writings than I do with others. It seems like. Yeah. Me. Well, yeah. yeah, because I have a problem with implementing things. You know, I like I have all kinds of cool ideas and stuff. Yeah. But when it when the rubber hits the road kind of thing, I have a problem actually getting it to stick. I'm like, this is a pretty good way to keep reminding yourself yeah. over and over because that's that's how you get into bad habits is repetition. And that's how you get into good habits too, I guess. That's, that's a good point. So I didn't, I didn't take it the other way around with bad habits, but that's exactly how it happens. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't just get into bad habits. They, you know, I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't know drinking soda. I've often wondered how people start bad habits. Hmm. You nothing like a Gosling's. Hey, I know, I know, I told you no already, but can you hand me one as well? You're a lucky man. Yeah. Dude, this chair is squeaking hardcore today. And oil it. We'll edit that chair and creaks out. That'd be horrible. <laughs> to edit. You that might out. be able to. You know, some kind of like a batch job or something. Macro. Well, they have like a effect a thing where you can get noise reduction on certain a filter filter yeah so it'll filter out like that's how probably there's not a lot of like you can't hear the air or whatever whenever it's because i filter out like the quiet parts or put a filter anyway that's kind of inside baseball in case you jumped in yeah in case you just jumped in we're not this is not the uh, air conditioning podcast well talking about filters and stuff this is uh the gnostic deluge and so we're excited today because oh, yeah, we even... both are i've been waiting diligently the last few weeks to get into we're gonna do chapters 
or in the books five, six, and seven, right? At least, and maybe yeah. eight. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's a lot in here. We actually just went through and picked the ones that we both have marked because they're like, there's so many in here that it's just ridiculous. Yeah. And his entries in book five, in my, in my opinion, they're more wordy as well. Like they're longer than the average. Yeah. So, so there, and six, I think there was one, there was a lot of short ones, which is nice. Yeah. Six, there's tons of short ones. Jeez, man. This one in chapter five or book five, eight, man, that one's, that one's like a couple pages long. Marcus. Contain yourself, Marcus. Serious. So what's the first one you want to start with? Um, well, I actually, I wanted to. Oh, you have an introduction? Oh, no. Okay. Oh, but we're doing Marcus Aurelius's meditations. That's right. We should have mentioned that. So just, just so. I mean, and we've already done the, over the last two episodes, chapters two through four. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to, no, I mean, not really, except for Marcus was the emperor of Rome. He's a good guy. He was known or as he's the, at least trying to be a good guy. Yeah. He was a warrior. He was a he was a lead a leader a warrior, and a lover. A lover. One of his one of his entries specifically mentions that. Oh yeah, <laughs> like ooh, this is this. Oh, is did we mark that? Not hopefully, safe for work. hopefully we have. Oh, hopefully. it's marked. Okay. I was like, I don't know, man. Better warn the kids. But anyway, um, okay. So I wanted to just start off with the first one. Um of book five and just a part uh was the very first part um actually no we'll skip that but uh just down there it says but we have to sleep sometime this is somebody kind of making an excuse yeah and then and marcus is like he's having this little discussion like and he says agreed but nature set a limit on that and you're over the limit Oh yeah, I like that part. I thought that yeah. reminded me of myself because I I like to I sleep way too much probably. Hmm. You know, sometimes when I'm like oh, I don't want to do anything, I'm just gonna go to bed or. Well, and earlier than before that, he mentioned also there's you know we have limits on how much we should eat and drink, right, yeah. and sleep, like and those are the things that we do a lot of. We do too much of. Yeah, and also just like. Uh, when he says sleep, he just means also just means like sitting around. An earlier example he gave was something like uh, just kind of just like I don't know, toiling, not doing anything. Oh, well, he was. Maybe we should do this first part. Yeah, of we the talked. Thing. We talked about it's it too actually, much. Yeah. Okay, so I'll read the first paragraph, and then you read the second one. Sure. Okay. At dawn, when you have trouble getting out of bed, tell yourself, "I have to go to work." As a human being, just I got a job to do. What do I have to do to complain of if I'm going to do what I was born for, the things I was brought into the world to do? Or is this what I was created for? To huddle under the blankets and stay warm. And then he says, but it's nicer here. So you were born to feel nice instead of doing things and experiencing them? 
Don't you see the plants, the birds, the ants, the spiders, and bees going about their individual tasks, putting the world in order as best they can, and you're not willing to do your job as a human being? Why aren't you running to do what your nature demands? Yeah, and then that's where the part comes in. But we have to sleep sometime. And then yeah. he's like, agreed. But nature's a limit on that, as it did on eating and drinking. Like oh, you yeah, were saying. there you go. And you're over the limit. You've had more than enough of that, but not of working. There, you're still below your quota. <laughs> yeah, so he's so. basically writing to himself like, it was funny is this bed. is the this is the first entry of book five, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like I haven't seen the actual uh, original documents in or the text and how it's broken up. But for some reason, the translators there's a there's a reason why this is probably an actual different journal, right? Yeah. Well, they remember they were saying that it was basically the papyrus. Yeah. When it ended, he was start a new book. So this is a new one. And he, it might have been, I know with my journal writing, like there's times that I'll go for a long time without writing. Mm-hmm. And so when I pick it back up again, one of the first things I do is reference like, oh yeah, it's been like three months, yeah. you know, and like, and he might be like, hey, like I've been wasting my time, I, uh, you know, uh, uh-huh. and he's talking to himself like, yeah, like I've been, I've been kind of lazy lately and I'm not, it- I haven't been doing the things that I should be doing. And he's kind of like re—he's kind of like revitalizing his momentum here. I mean, but it's just cool to hear him as an the emperor is like, I don't want to get out of bed. It's yeah. warm here; it feels good. I just got new Egyptian cotton sheets. You know, it, I heard that Nero basically slept in like every day till noon at least. Yeah, he always that was his. That was what made him so wicked. <laughs> he was a sleeper in her. Yeah, another so. entry will actually validate that that definition though about wicked. I'm giving too many too many foreshadows here. That's okay. Or, then or, you can then you're making people go, "Ooh, I gotta hear." I can't that wait part. to hear what he's gonna talk about that wickedness. Because the thing is, is uh, often um, at least often philosophers don't really talk about wickedness as like wicked. You know, wickedness is something that you hear a lot in like church. Yeah. Right. About the great good and evil, you know, and wickedness is like sin. You know, you hear a lot about that at, at like in like religion. Yeah. But you don't hear about it a lot in like philosophy. And Marcus did talk about it a, a bit in these. Well, I like few his books. idea of wickedness or bat or whatever. I know it was different. Is more though. Because usually when you hear about wickedness, it's other people's wickedness, sure. you know, too, or yeah. the devil kind of. Exactly. He's always like, it's yourself. And he has one entry you Don't here. worry about everybody Yeah, hopefully we wickedness. marked that one. Well, I'll read a quick short one. Okay. Number two. To shrug it all off and wipe it clean, every annoyance and distraction, and reach utter stillness. Child's play. He must have been having a good day that day. Yeah. He's like, dude, today I was just like, you know what? Was able to just let everything bounce off me. I was in the zone all day today. Yeah. Just like trying. These guys were trying to bug me, trying to do this. But, you know, it was just so easy. And sometimes that's the way it goes. And I ended the day as, as like, you know, like a monk. Quiet, simple, still, you know. Shut you can't even it. tell that. I. You can't even tell what happened. You can't even tell the things I did today. Yeah. He's like, I don't even have to. 
say what I did. It was just all just utter stillness. Well, so no, those are two that we did not both mark, but we did both mark three. Mm-hmm. All right. So three, if an action or utterance is appropriate, then it's appropriate for you. Don't be put off by other people's comments and criticism. If it's right to say or do it, then it's right. It's the right thing for you to do or say. The others obey their own lead. Follow their own impulses. Don't be distracted. Keep walking. Follow your own nature and follow nature along the road they share. See, this one's pretty cool. Pretty like, like if an action is appropriate, then do it. You know, yeah. It's appropriate for you. Don't worry. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. If it's right, it's right. Regardless. One of my favorite, one of the things I thought about is I have this, um, me and me and my wife, we read a, this, the writings of a certain Buddhist monk. And she tells a lot of stories about earlier on in her, in her training and in her, like in her life as when she was a student and she mentions her master a lot. And you know, his name is Trungpa Rinpoche, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And he, she tells a lot of stories, and a lot of the stories that she tells about him is she'll like have this issue, this problem, and she'll go talk to him about it, seeking for his her master's help, and he'll end up like saying something very, very like, uh, he basically like chew her out in like one sentence, basically like rebuke her. Really, you know. But it, but the thing is, is he did it in like such a loving. He, it was his truth. He would say something that she wasn't ready to, like, she didn't want to hear. Like, it's actually your problem. Go fix it. You know? And she was like, oh. And so, oh, okay. you know what I'm saying? I like, in, in, in a loving way, he just said it. And because he, because sometimes we spend too much time kind of like filtering over our thoughts. Like, should I say that? Is that yeah. something that will hurt someone's feelings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're, if you have, if you're doing, if you have a clear conscience and you're doing what's right, and you're doing the best you can. Just say what you need to say. Yeah, you know. It's, well, yeah, he's she's looking for some validation. He's just like, well, this is your problem. You know, yeah. you know, you go and deal with it. Kind of like yeah. if it's right or. In fact, when she told that particular story that I'm thinking of, I actually thought of Marcus's writings. You did, yeah. Well, because she she had a this she had a student that was a recovering alcoholic, right? Oh, I thought she, he was a recovering stoic. <laughs> no, recovering alcoholic. This is this is for reference. This is Pema Chodron, and she had a she he was she was he was recovering alcoholic. She's, old, she's a white lady. Yeah, yeah, from like New York or something. Mm-hmm. And not that that matters, but yeah, it doesn't matter. And she, one day, this student of hers who was recovering alcoholic, she found out that he had like taken a break and he and he went and like returned to the to the his alcohol and binged for a while and she was really upset with what that he did that mm-hmm. and so she goes to her she goes to master uh trungpa Rinpoche and she's like uh hey and she basically started complaining about this student of hers and he's like <laughs> sounds it? like you're the one that has a problem <laughs> he's like he's back on the wagon it's like yeah that you're you're the one that has a problem not him and it's because you have an expectation of what he should be doing yeah and so it's your problem not his and so that's like a marcus aurelius type of thing to say too yeah 
Uh, I don't think, I, I don't, I doubt that he was, I doubt that, I, this is also a Buddhist thing to say, but I'm not taking away from that. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I think about that often, you know, and I, I don't think, I can't tell you how much of my life I've spent like, oh, is this person the right person to hear what I'm going to say or should I like not say it? Yeah. You know. Well, you know, it, but also you got to take the opposite of this. If somebody else is doing an action, maybe to them, it's true. They're what, you know, it's appropriate for them. So do you judge them or, you know, whatever? Sure. Kind of like, and I think he goes further later on, talks about that. But yeah, it's a good one. You know, whether, whatever societies are expecting and stuff, sometimes that what might not be a, appropriate for society but is appropriate for you exactly so anyway thank you thank you marcus thank you you're so you the best you, you the next thing we have is 11 yeah i'm looking at somebody's like you didn't you didn't uh you didn't do seven man didn't do seven come on man what less words I, less uh, words man more action Okay. What about uh? What about oh oh seven's huge, man. Forget that. No, seven's short. Read it. I just now realize it. that it's actually no. Oh, that's it's eight. Not. That's eight. Uh, yeah, it goes on to. So it, seven says, it says prayer of the Athenians, and it's here's it is Zeus rain down rain down on the land and fields of Athens, and then he says either no prayers at all or one as straightforward as that. Just a simple prayer. Just you say, know? yeah, don't like, be, don't beat on the bush. Dude, I remember when I used to pray and be like trying to say the right things and stuff. Yeah, make sure that you make dot your I's and cross your T's. Well, and, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like, you oh, know, wait, like did the, I say thank you for the amount the right amount of things before I'm asking for things now. What's that thing in the Bible where there's those guys going up and the pharisees and being heard you know to oh god i'm so thankful that i'm the best and yeah yeah, yeah. it's going in a big show praying in the thing. street and stuff yeah and, yeah and then there's that widow's might you know where all of a sudden these these people are making a big show of what they're doing oh look at this i'm getting you know just throwing in all this money into the thing oh, yeah. and all of a sudden there's the widow's might and and uh or you know it's a mites like a tiny bit uh, like a small bit of money that and she threw through it put it in this old lady and he's like she gave all that she had and she didn't make a big show of it she just kind of came by and passed yeah rebuke yeah so okay 11 what am i okay this is a good one what am i doing with my soul Interrogate yourself to find out what inhibits your so-called mind. Inhabit, inhabits. Oh, inhabits your so-called mind and what kind of soul you have now. A child's soul? An adolescent's? A woman's? Oh, man. <laughs> a tyrant's soul? The soul of a predator or its prey? See, look. There's I like that one. The wolf and the sheep. Remember that? Yeah, exactly. So you got the soul of a predator, predator or prey. Or the prey. You don't want either one. Yeah. You don't, you know, but are how often do we interrogate our own soul and really 
I, you know, take stock of where we are in life, you know, even what kind of soul we have. Have you ever thought about his? Yeah. His discussions on the soul are epic. Like usually people mention like the spirit and the body, but him distinguishing between the mind, soul and body is just like really crisp on, on his understanding of the stoic philosophy. It really helps out. Yeah. And he mentions a soul a lot. And you're right. Like, we don't, we don't, we don't, it's not like a thing that people do on like measuring their soul and what is that, where it's at. Yeah. You know, we, we, we spend so much time looking on the outside. Or, yeah, or even, uh, yeah, kind of the, the, oh, well, I did this today and I did that. And then, but you're not looking at the bigger picture. I guess the soul would be the bigger. Yeah. Because it's all those accumulated things that create who, what your soul is, I guess. One of the things I wanted to mention is last episode, and I only know this because I of listening to it. I didn't catch this while we were talking, but as I listened to it afterwards, there was one part where we were talking about how Marcus was basically saying, look within. And then me and you started like going down this list of like, oh yeah, like Siddhartha taught that. That's a hermetic thing. You know what I'm saying? And for we somehow missed that. That was like a Jesus teaching as well. The kingdom oh, yeah. is within. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's. I know that. I know that. Like, there's, t- there's a lot of scriptures about how, you know, that point conveniently points to like the kingdom is found. You know, in like a church structure and stuff that people have kind of oh, taken. The kingdoms inside. But of you. he significantly talked about, in a lot of his writings, especially ones that weren't, you know, but. Pseudepigraphal and apocryphal, especially yeah. about how the king, the kingdom's within you. Yeah, which is a big deal because you're like, what? What does that even mean? So I just wanted to mention like, that that's because one of those deep, but that's something that a lot of people don't like. Really, yeah, we look at, we look on the outside. Well, I know, but I'm saying even in Christianity, where it's like, well, what did he even mean by that? What does you know? Does that sure. mean that God's inside of you, or does that mean that? You have the potential of, you know, that 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 the whole kingdom, everything, that little spark of godliness is inside. Unfortunately, I think that that question opens up a door that is less traveled, right? Yeah. It's not like, you know, that's nice he said that, but we're not going to go that way because then you can, that's opening up a whole new like philosophy into, into Christianity right there. Yeah. yeah, one that's a yeah, one that's it, a hard. It, it it almost like might po- could possibly take it away from like what Jesus Jesus dying on the cross and yeah. I mean it doesn't the things that but they, it's like well you're supposed but to focus he's the on. one that said the kingdom's inside he, of you. Yeah. So what did he mean by that? He wasn't. He wasn't. Well, that's why I think um be just poetic. That's why you got you like your Thomas Jeffersons who like Thomas Jefferson did this thing where. You're probably aware of this. Yeah, with his Bible. He just took the words of, he just took the words of Jesus and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because there's so much else. There's so much noise happening. He felt like there was, I'm not saying, I'm not saying this. This is what Thomas Jefferson believed. There was too much noise in there, too much distraction. Yeah. Like he's wanted to focus on on the things that it was. Yeah, because there's a lot of, com- well, I think there's a lot of commentary. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, if you take the, the writings of Paul and stuff, it's all commentary on what, Jesus, what Jesus meant, and, sure. stuff. and he's like, I just want to hear Jesus's words because guess what, the kingdom of God is inside of me. So guess what, I can interpret them myself. Yeah, I don't need uh, your interpretation. 
Yeah. Anyways, so that's a good one. Eleven. You know, but speaking soul. of ones that uh, did you bust up bust up in your New Testament? Yeah, but this because you reminded me um, oh. of one of the uh, ones that we had read about people getting married and oh yeah 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 and doing all the living their life doing their life yeah. Yeah. one age after the other yeah but that but and and I had already whenever I read that one back before i was like this is like that scripture out of the new testament and then you never you never and but whenever we're it talking, didn't come to your mind yeah and so i was like oh i need to reference that because there is a lot of things um in luke uh 17 27 uh while talking about the days of noah or no for some reason they have it n-o-e okay so it shall be in the days of the son of man uh, they did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given marriage until the day of Noah entered the entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, as it was in the days of Lot, you know, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they that's, built. That's it. crazy, yeah. It's almost like a rewording but of it. the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained at fire and brimstone. So it's saying, that's just... The, like I think a lot of times we think that there's going to be something different. Like whenever this, right before this wick, this judgment comes, you know, like in the last days or something, like we're just going to know. But the world's just going to be going on just like it always does. You know, buying and selling, marrying, yep. planting seeds. Everybody's still trying to make their living, and all, and because they're not. They're so busy with that, they're not even seeing what's really going on, and they're not prepared for the flood or for the judgment of God. You know, that's on, a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good uh, interpretation there. Oh, don't yeah. get caught up in the thick of yeah. thin things. Ooh, deep. That was deep. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but that yeah, it's funny whenever we start talking though. Like how you forget different things. Yeah. You know? Happens to me too much. So, Okay. So what kind of soul do you have? Have you ever even thought about it? I never, I really, you know, I guess haven't looked that deep. Yeah. Well, you should, you should, Mark. Oh, that's easy for you to say. 17 is a good one. Okay. It's a short one too. Want me short to read it? and sweet. Should I read it? Yeah. All right. It is crazy to want what is impossible and impossible for the wicked not to do so. So I think that's the first reference of the wicked that I mentioned earlier. Okay. But basically, it is crazy to want what is impossible. That is crazy. It is. It's a little silly, right? If you think about it, it's like, hey, why are you you wanting this so bad? Like, you're going to spend your whole life wanting this and like suffering until you get something that's actually not realistic right yeah i know that some people would take that as like oh you're being negative you're being too negative then or someone will say that's why you'll never get it with that attitude right but <laughs> well that's i mean what saying, i guess yeah sure but i thought it was good um well impossible and impossible for the wicked not to do so yeah, and that's and that's the key, the second part of it, 
is the wicked. One of his, so apparently they want one of possible. Marcus Aurelius's definitions of wicked are those that seek for what is impossible. In a way, because he's a, that's basically he, he defines that as an as a wicked that's that's something the wicked do, right? They seek for what's impossible because it's impossible. No, they seek for ooh yeah impossible for the wicked not to do so. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm going to, in 20, I'm just going to read a little part of it. I know we didn't mark it. I know we haven't agreed on this. Well, neither of us marked it, and you're going to read it? No, I marked it. Oh, okay. I have it. Okay. But it's just a short part. Oh, good. Okay. The impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. It is. That's deep. That's a reference back to book four. What stands in the way becomes the way. Yeah, he references. That's cool. He he mentions that our obstacles fuel us. Yeah, in book, in, I think it was book four. He says that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so I actually read that to my kids. You did? Yeah, that was one of my. Mo- I do like a. I teach them something small every day, and that's one of the things I taught. I taught them as I read Marcus Aurelius is talking about the not this one, but the mentioning how. Our obstacles will fuel us. They start like pushing each other. Like, yeah. How's that fueling you, kid? Yeah. Sucker. Yeah. And then, and I, I like, <laughs> I like that as well. What stands in the way becomes the way. That's like, that's like, that could be something on a wall somewhere. Yes. We, we should make sure we mark that one. Oh, I've got it marked, Brandon. Do you need what was the, what was the, uh, significant line from last time that, what was it that, uh, uh, did I promise myself I wouldn't un- remember? remember and i obviously didn't unrestrained moderation oh yeah unrestrained moderation yeah (laughs) that's like the best (laughs) okay um the next one we have is 24 oh yeah this is a good one it is not super profound but it's good to remember this kind of stuff remember matter how tiny you share of it your share of it. How tiny your share of it. Okay, so matter. That's that's matter. Time. How brief and fleeting your allotment of it. Mm-hmm. And fate. How small of a role you play in it. So basically, remember how small you are, in the in the in the big in the big picture, right? Yeah. Like. Or re- or just realize. The importance of what little bit you have is yeah in your own life not That's, not in the not in the big picture you know kind of thing like okay what you're gonna do isn't gonna change the world you know you're not gonna mm-hmm. you barely got a little bit of matter you know your body you've got uh only so much time and then your your you know your own fates in your in your hands but Everybody else's is, you know. Take care of your own. Take care of your garden. Yeah, you know, that's like a Ralph Waldo thing. I mean, maybe it was more of a thing like, you only have a little bit that you have to do. You know, maybe instead of saying, "Well, you can't do crap," you know, kind of like, "Oh, but just remember, you've only got a little bit. All you have to worry about is your own matter, your own time, and your own fate. So don't get worried about the big, huge picture." Yeah, I think it's easy to to stray off too far yeah. and to like get caught up in things that like are distant, like the 
get up caught up in the thick of thin things would you say (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's a good one in the thick of it okay oh i'm i was the next one too yeah what are that what's the odds what are the odds there so other people hurt me that's their problem their character and actions are not mine what is done to me is ordained by nature what do what I do by my own? So what's done to me is ordained by nature. Yeah. Or you don't have control over what's done to you. But what you do is under your control. That's a this is a theme that he he kind of goes on and off a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And that relates back to my story about like actually you know. Sounds like you're the one that has a problem, you know. Yeah, it's it's your it's your fate. It's your it's your nature did this to you. It's and going back to the other one, if this is an obstacle, make it the way now. Just don't don't waste time about it. Just do it. Yeah, suffer through it or 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 beat it. Well, yeah, by by climbing over the obstacle. You know, I mean, if you were to have to do that in real life, yeah, you actually would get some strength. You know, actually yeah. become stronger by the resistance. Yeah, or or bust through it, power through it, break it down like like a, like the Kool Aid Man. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah, break through it. Get hopped up on on sugar water. Can you believe that? It- the thing, like I used to have Kool Aid all the time when I was a kid. Me too. Like I was raised on sugar. Think about it though, because <laughs> I don't know what happened to diets. Like, but there wasn't a lot of bigger, you know, like there's a lot of people, a lot of us that are carrying a lot of extra weight around. Something happened because we were drinking Kool Aid. I mean, which is pure sugar. Like every day. You know, they put a huge cup. Yeah. It would be a cup of sugar that they poured into. But so that's supposed to... I remember the old commercials where they were saying that Kool-Aid still has less sugar than a soda. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. The same amount of Kool-Aid. Even though they're... Okay, so it's it's like a, a, a liter yeah. thing. They're pouring a, a cup of sugar into it. But yeah, so there's still soda's... less sugar in in Kool-Aid than there is in soda. But it's just like, what happened? Because we went out to eat last night and I was just looking around. I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah it's mean, real. It's real. I, I can say some really shallow things that I won't say. No, and I, like, I'm not trying to. I've noticed not, it as but well. It's, but I'm saying, what has, what has been the huge change that has happened that has made all of us I mean, just this epidemic of, of... It's an epidemic. I'm going to say it. I believe that it's an epidemic of people. We were not taught to think how to think for ourselves. We just do what everybody else is doing. We were never taught to think. Like, what we're... We were never taught how to use our minds. And yeah. How to like, and how to, like, question things and how to, like use our own mind i can't say it any better than that well no but i'm talking about weight particularly what, but that's what, what has co- changed in the diets oh well that's and that's that's the that's that's the culprit because i'd eat i mean for me actually i was young though too because i remember 
when I was a kid eat at in junior high and stuff, I'd eat like ho hos mm-hmm. for my lunch and a soda. Well, and I think that's that's but it starts where it starts with the ability to, to think. Like today, you have people that will basically destroy themselves with their horrible diet, and then like cry and act like a victim that they're like how did this happen to me why did this happen to me because you never made your own decision you never decided to think about what you were doing you always just like did it well it's convenient yeah you're doing the convenient thing and i mean i think a lot of it too is like we not eating at home anymore and stuff as much sure because yeah. we've been doing a thing where we actually have like a a delivery thing where they deliver all the stuff and then you make your own meal. Oh yeah, I've, I've heard, I've cool. seen those. Yeah, but it's been nice because we've been, you know, you have like, yeah. yeah, and then really, but then like always they put like you make up this little sauce kind of thing that you put on like your meat or whatever. Oh sure, and it always say like a fig thing or whatever. So good. Anyway, it's been fun, but you're getting like a vegetable. You know, a small, it's a small meat, you know, mm-hmm. amount of meat. Proportions, is, yeah. portion size is probably but, important, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you're getting a, a pretty small thing of meat, but then you're getting, like, potatoes and a vegetable, like, every time. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, what I happened? don't want to be What happened, man? Off. What happened? It's just weird. It's just strange. Strange times. Yeah, look at the... Yeah, it's... Uh, in a cyclical way, you can assume that this is the same thing that happened in other, at different periods of time, rolling over and over well, again. I know, but I think we're going to Wally. That movie. Do you remember that movie where the I've, I had never seen it. But I know it's uh, about. I know well, it's about. the people end up on this spaceship, and they're just like these huge people. Oh, so I haven't seen it. Like they have but... to be like wheeled around and stuff. Oh gosh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought that was about a robot. It is. Oh. Okay, but he's he's there's no human. They all had to flee Earth for some reason. Anyway, they couldn't take okay, care of now themselves. Now we're going off. Do you have um? Oh, you skipped you skipped we some got good 17. ones, man. Oh no, we we just did that. Oh wait, where were we? Twenty four. Oh. Oh so yeah, so we did twenty five. What is done to me is ordained by nature. What I do by my own. Yep. So Mark Marcus always distinguishes. He always makes sure he points out na- the natural way, the natural order, and he has a lot of respect for it. Yeah. Something that we don't we don't think about. I mean, it seems like. Yeah, because I mean, I guess it's just it's just kind of like saying, "What was I gonna? How was I gonna?" How could I stop the person from be, you know doing that to me? I they couldn't, so I was just gonna have to chalk that up for natural nature. Okay, so we have twenty seven marked. Yeah, uh, this is in quotes to live with the gods, and to do that is to show them that your soul accepts what is given and does what this and does what the spirit requires. The sp- the spirit God gave each of us to lead and guide us. A fragment of himself, which is our mind, comma, our logos. We got that little bit to live with the gods. Yeah, he's referring that we've called it the spark in the past, right? Yeah. 
or like um, in the Gnostic thing, mm-hmm. it was that little spark that was put into Adam. Yeah. And then given over to Eve. Yeah. In the, um, and then that's in each one of us. There's that little low. Was it the, was it the Atrahesis? Would there, they had to kill a God to create man or something like that. Was that oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was, yeah, to create, um, in the Sumerian, the Atrahesis. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? They had to sacrifice it. a God to, uh, to create man. And in the Hermetic philosophy, it's that, it's the um, reason, right? And 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 they gave man reason. Yeah. Um, I don't know where that is. Yeah. Don't oh, look. that was at the beginning. Yeah, that was. Yeah, but they they got that one god and they. So yeah, and you have slaughtered a god together with his intelligence. Yeah, and so that's what Marcus says, which is our mind, our logos, which in Hermetic they would, it was called the mind, was called uh, pomandries, right? The yeah, mind. the well, mind I mean, was where our link was between God, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he saw that big old guy, and he's like, what the heck are you? And he's like, I'm your mind. Yeah. So yeah. he was able to actually envision his, his uh, some, you know, mind outside of himself. Yeah, yeah some form. Imagination. Yeah. yeah. So. 33. But, okay. Or, or you want to put logos more? Um. No, I think you, you did a good job with that. Basically, that spark, that yeah. godly spark that's in in all of us, that's inside. Yeah, like it's like the a kingdom of God. It's like a it's like a web that connects everybody too. Yeah. Um. Well. Um. So you're doing thirty three. Yeah. Unless you have something in between. I didn't get twenty eight A at all. It went way over my head. That's okay. Okay. 33. Soon you'll be ashes or bones, a mere name at most, and even that is just a sound, an echo. The things we want in life are empty, stale, and trivial. Dogs snarling at each other, quarreling children laughing, and then bursting into tears a moment later. Oh gosh, that's horrible, I know. Mm -hmm. Trust, shame, justice, truth. Quote, gone from the earth and only found in heaven. Why are you still here? Sensory objects are shifting and unstable. Our sense is dim and easily deceived. The soul itself is a decoction of the blood. Fame in a world like this is worthless. And so, question mark, wait wait for it patiently. Annihilation or metamorphosis? Something's going to happen. I like that. And until that hour comes, what? Honor and revere the gods. Treat human beings as they deserve. Be tolerant with others and strict with yourself. Remember, be tolerant with others and strict with yourself. Remember, nothing belongs to you but your flesh and blood, and nothing else is under your control. Yeah. 
That's cool. I like the um the line honor and revere the gods, and then he says, treat human beings as they deserve. Usually you would say treat human beings with kindness or like or you you would hear like treat you know love your neighbor you know but he just says treat human beings as they deserve yeah well then but then he goes on and says kind of like uh what was it um be tolerant with others you know kind of maybe but strict with yourself that's right because you don't have control over them. That's right. Why would you exactly? You can't so, be strict with others if you if you can't control them. But it's them. okay to kind of stay away from jerks too. Yeah. <laughs> he go. I think hopefully we marked. There's one later on that was really good. That I was like, oh yeah, that kind of deals with that. We're gonna be so re- regret regretting if we didn't mark that one. Yeah. One. Well, I I know it's marked, but if we both didn't. Um. Oh, 20, 37 was way too good for me not have to not have marked. Okay, well, read it. Did you not mark it either? Mark, no. come on, man. <laughs> 37, so simple. Um, I was once a fortunate man, but at some point, fortune abandoned me. But true good fortune is what you make for yourself. Good fortune, good character, good intentions, and good actions. So that's what good fortune is to him. Yeah. It's not actually... Not what happens to you on the outside, but what you do. Yeah, because fortune is not going to... You're not always going to have the good fortune. It's going to abandon you at some time, you know? But real good fortune that you're making for yourself is good character, good intentions, and good actions. Okay, I want to do 34 real quick. Oh, yeah. You can lead an untroubled life provided you can grow, can think, and act systemic, systematically. Okay, Two characteristics shared by the gods and men and every rational creature. Here they are. Okay. One, do not let others hold you back. Good one. Don't let. Two, to locate goodness in thinking and doing the right thing and to limit your desires to that. Limit your desires. So don't let others hold you back. Number one. Two is to limit your thinking well, to doing right. To locate the goodness and thinking, thinking and doing the right thing. And limit your desires to that. So like basically uh define what you believe is you know the the right direction for you and define that out in your journal if you have to but define it and so that you understand where your what your focus is and then and limit your desires to that to that and then you can lead if you do those two things you can lead an uh, untroubled life and you can grow that's a that's the that's the that's the um the contract or the comp the uh, contradiction that a lot of people have to suffer through in life is we say we say okay this is what i want and we 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 paint this picture of like this like you know this beautiful happy 
like for a lot of people a righteous looking life where like I'm a, I do good I have a good family yeah. and all those things but we don't limit our desires to that realm we though we want we say I want this and this is what I want to become we still like have desires of other things that are going to destroy our our ability to receive what we actually want right you know what I'm saying if you're if you if you're just if, if the narrow it down if you said I want to be a good family man and I want to raise my kids and I want to do this if you limit that to like a small window yeah but then like your desires were to like go out clubbing and and or go you know be doing things that were not like a good family man type of thing mm-hmm. then like it's you live in, you're living this like this very painful like experience because you're, you're living in a contradiction yeah yeah so yeah, narrow narrow it. down what you desire like hey this is what i want these are the things i actually want so i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure i do my desires fit within this picture well one nice thing about this too is that you could get a whole a room full of people and and kind of like give them this and then have them write down locate the goodness and thinking and doing what's right you know and limit your desires to that Everybody would have a different idea of what thinking and doing right is, and they're right, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so this isn't like a, a book of in- instructions on, on these are the things you need to do. You all have yeah. a right, you all have that logos in you, you have that rationality, that spark. You know what you need to do, and you go do it. Yeah, this is blaze your own path. That's why you can't. He's like always like, quit trying to judge other people and stuff because they're just doing what they think they should, even if they're in the wrong, you know, they're doing it out of ignorance or whatever, but you're doing what you think you should too. So you got to allow other people to, to make their own choices and, and because they're allowing you to do your own thing. That is, that is one of the biggest struggles that we have in our social context Mm -hmm. Is it's, it's everybody wants there to be like a one one size fits all. Yeah. Like here's the diet, like in on all realms, right? Here's the diet that a good a healthy human being should be living, and this is the best way to do it. And so you get all these people who buy the latest diet fad book, and they all try and do the same diet, and some succeed, most fail, right? Yeah. And it's because we are all different. Our chemical balances are all different. You know, if we, we are, we are, we are so unique, every one of us. And though we have a lot of similarities, some of us is, I mean, our percentage levels of where am I, what, what hormones I have and what percent, where I'm at and what kind of chemistry I have is different than yours. So to say that a diet would be, would work that we, the optimal diet would be the same for me and you is ridiculous. Right, mm-hmm. but we want there to be a book you hand out. Yeah, whether it's whether it's a whether it's physical health, whether it's uh, spiritual health, you yeah. know, we want there to be like a book. We get annoyed when somebody's not doing yeah what the way we're doing it. And yeah. It's like well, you got to try it this way. It's like I I do that a lot, we're and like, we spend gosh, so much time looking at what dude, this other is working people. out for me. Sure, you know, do this. Sure, blaze your own path. That's a like like I'm Ralph would say. Anybody respect. Yeah. The respect they deserve. Son of a gun. I've been 
This darn computer. Sorry, I'm sure you heard that. Maybe they ha- didn't, though, because it's the microphones. Yeah, I bet not. Okay. But anyway, so, but the thing is that you've got to respect other people and, but blaze your own look at yourself. Yeah. You know what's good. You're not going to get, like Ralph would say, you're not going to get the optimal answer from reading a book. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna Throw get it from looking. You can exactly you you're gonna get it from looking within. There's another one in here too that was along that lines. But um, okay, so now we're moving on to book six. Oh my gosh, the fir- my first one I marked. <laughs> oh. Oh okay. I need to read number two. I know we didn't agree on this, but well, just yeah, go for it. That you do the right. The rest doesn't matter. Okay, so this is just his little random... Oh, yeah, this is a good one. I like this one. Cold or warm, tired or well-rested, despised or honored, dying or busy with other assignments. Because dying, too, is one of our assignments in life. There as well, quote, to do what needs doing, unquote. Yeah, sometimes it's like, it's the time. (laughs) It's like... I guess it's the next item on the list. You know, I, I... I mean, maybe it was because he was older, but then maybe it was the times, too, where a lot of people would be, and maybe it's wars, too. I don't know. Yeah. But it's just kind of, death is part of life. Although the two words seem contradictory, they're not. Okay. Let's move on to number three. Look inward. Don't let the true nature or value of anything elude you. Look inward. Yeah. Look inward. Because everywhere else you look, it's gonna point it's gonna point somewhere else. It's never ending never ending race. Alright. Now we jump to thirteen. Oh, you got another one, Mark? You got another no, short got, one, Mark. These are all short ones. Read the but, one you have, Mark. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I only marked the only marked this because it didn't. It doesn't make a lot of sense if you just say in in of itself. But I thought about it for a while. So here's what he says: This is this the entire entry. Yeah, Yeah. it says the best revenge is not to be like that. Yeah, that's I just marked it. I thought that was profound. It's like it's not a dish served cold. That's not the best revenge. No, is no. Serve. Wait. The, the, the best revenge say? is not to is the best revenge is not to be like that. And I'm and you have to ask yourself, what is that? And then I'm I'm assuming it's not reacting. Yeah. Or it, the way that you, the way that they want you to act. Or yeah. that is burns people the most. Yeah, it's like whenever somebody's like trying to get is angry at you. They want you yeah. angry back. Oh, it's boy. Like, you know the best revenge? Water off a duck's, duck's back. Man. So I have a, I have a, I have this gift. I don't have, too, I'm not, I don't have too many gifts, but I have a few. And one of the gifts I have is I have an ability where if someone is arguing with me, I can like talk and have, still hold my logic and my, and my rationale and reason 
right? And that really upsets people. Yeah. And so I have to try and like be careful because when they're, if I don't, not like this happens very often, but the few times it has happened, someone's basically arguing with me about something they don't agree with me on and it burns them and it frustrates them when I talk without like raising my voice and I'm still using logic and I'm, I still have my faculties, my mental faculties with me. And then they're just throwing out like, they're just blowing off steam and they, when they see that I'm not doing what they're doing, it's like it, they're going ape. They're going ape. They go get. It gets worse. Like, you're always right. You're <laughs> like I'm just talking, man. They're like, it's like get a hold of yourself. Look what's, well, ha- look what's they, happening right here. Yeah, they're losing their uh, faculties. The less the men, yeah. The best revenge is not to be like that. I don't know. It's yeah. Uh, what else do you got? Thirteen. Wow, that's a long way. Are you sure? Um, there's, there's a couple in between, uh, number eight, the mind is that which is roused and directed by itself. It makes of itself what it chooses. It makes what it chooses of its own experience. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did. I did. I did like that one. You know, you know, you know why I like that? I didn't mark it, but you know why I like that one is it's basically, um, because he talks about, and he mentioned this, he mentioned this in book four four or five two or three maybe it's three or four but he mentioned that the soul can't be can't be you can nothing can affect your soul only you can affect your soul right Mm -hmm. and it's like your soul is protected and only you can you can only you can access it well he's talking about the mind here and he says the mind's gonna do what it's gonna do it makes of itself what it chooses and makes what it chooses of its own experience. So you don't get to control how you, you... The best way you can control things is where you are and where you put your feet. You know? Because your interpretation of something might not be completely under your control. For example, if, you, if, you, if, you have, if you're bored one afternoon and you need to do something... And if you go out and take a hike, or if your other option is to go to a bar, for example, like what the events that happen and the experiences that you get on both of those events are going to be completely different. What if you walk to hike to the bar? If you hike to the bar, then you get both. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm saying is like we are our mind. The reason why I thought that was really interesting is because our mind, um, is not as we don't have as much control over it as we think sometimes we interpret things the way mm-hmm. that they come the best the best control we have is what we expose it to well but also i mean talking about it makes it of itself what it chooses so choosing what we allow to trouble our mind or you know whatever and if we're we're choosing that, then our ex- will our mind will be choosing its own experience too. I don't know. I think that's kind of what I was trying to say. I think you did uh, it more eloquently. No, I just read more his efficiently. Words. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think. You, yeah. I think I blundered it. But yeah. No, exactly. Eleven's um, good. When jarred unavoidably by circumstances, revert at once to yourself and don't lose the rhythm. 
more than you can help is kind of talking about the mind thing, mm-hmm. right? So your mind's being roused, but uh, so it's jarred. But then all of a sudden, what you do is revert at once to yourself. You know, you don't let those outside and then try not to lose your rhythm. You'll mm-hmm. have a better grasp of the harmony if you keep on going back to it. Stay in rhythm with the universe. Yeah. I totally call it the harmony as well. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping at if you keep on going back to it. The harmony harmony of yeah. your soul. Yeah, if you or go back logos. if you if you return into yourself and you go back to your your uh, harmony right which just basically is like step meditation stepping inside for a little bit mm-hmm. the more often you do that the um i can't remember which verse i was on so i lost it but the more often you do that 11. the the uh the easier it is to um the grasp the grasp that right to be there yeah grounding yourself yeah or getting your beat back yeah. don't let the outside world choose what song you're dancing to or something like that. Okay. So we both like 13. All right. Okay. Man, this is a longie. Uh, yeah, yeah. So like seeing... Oh, this is... Oh, I love this one. Oh, this is the one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like seeing roasted meat and other dishes in front of you and suddenly realizing this is a dead fish, a dead bird, a dead pig, or that this noble vintage is grape juice. And the purple robes are sheep, wool, wool dyed with shellfish blood, or making sweet love, something. <laughs> he <to> say sweet. <laughs> or by or making love, something rubbing against your penis, a brief seizure, and a little cloudy liquid. <laughs> perception. Just realizing seeing stuff as it yeah. really is instead of perception. Perceptions like that, latching onto things and piercing through them, so we see what they really are. That's what we need to do all the time. All through our lives, when things lay claim to our trust, to lay them bare and to see how pointless they are, to strip away the legend that encrusts them. I like that. Pride is a master of deception. When you think that when you think you're occupied in the weightiest business, that's when he has you in his spell. That's insane. That's where the thick of thin things. Yeah. You think you're in the thick of this. Of of the most important thing, and it's like you realize, oh wait, this is just a thin veneer. Yeah, and I'm actually don't get caught up in the thick of thin things. Yeah, there's there's a few times that that has happened to me where something like it's almost like a a thing that happens in life every once in a while when you're like it usually happens when you're like in the routine or something, then all of a sudden like everything clears up for, and all of a sudden you're like. From his example, what does he say? Oh, that's just a dead bird. Like I'm eating this chicken. This yeah. is just a this is a freaking dead bird. Like this is so good. Yeah. Or a dead pig. Mm-hmm. Like and sometimes it's a little disturbing when you look at the reality of like, oh, this is actually what I'm doing. This is what this is. Yeah. We create all this, what do you say, legend? We create all yeah. this narrative around things. We give them names and we like we like put this illusion on everything. Um, but he says we should pull that. Oh, we should, we should strip away the legend that encrusts them. <laughs> like the making love thing. Yeah. He, Some, you're kind of basically just rubbing and then a brief, 
brief seizure and a little liquid. Yeah. You know, it's like he's that's, like, that's, that happened to him at some point. It, then you're like, dude, this is like, but there's all this stuff written about it and stuff. You know, you're, yeah. there's this, I mean, it's such a thing that's, that's such a huge thing in society and all this but stuff. This is like a very basic, like, this is a basic procedure, a basic process on, you know, um, propagating the species. Yeah. I'm just doing yeah. the same thing. Animals do this. Yeah. You know, and there's no like, there's no like narrative around it. Well, yeah. You know? what, it's just like, what, maybe this is part of breaking through the, well, like you said, the legend and stuff is just looking at stuff as it really is without the fantasy, without yeah. the, you know, the, all the things that go with it. And like, being able to look at life, you know, like a tree as a tree or, you know, yeah. food as food and not not putting an attachment with it necessarily, you know, kind of breaking it down to its lowest denominator, you know. Exactly. So, but yeah, this is the one where we're like, ooh. That one's fun. <laughs> All right. Right. We're... We're skipping right to twenty unless you get unless you find something on the way there. Um Okay. I got fifth seventeen, I mean. Seventeen? Yeah. The elements move upward, downward, and in all directions. The motion of virtue is different. Mm-hmm. Deeper. It it moves at a steady pace on a road hard to discern, but always forward. So virtue is deeper because it's always moving forward. There's no back thing. I don't know. Okay, that one wasn't that great. I mean, it was good. But... It was profound, Mark. No, he's just... He's just talking about the the um, the polar vibrate the vibration, you know. Yeah. And on that particular pole that he measures virtue on, um, there's the other direction that doesn't have virtue any... doesn't move backwards. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. moves. It moves. You know, the elements and everything are moving all over the place. Yeah. They do their thing, but virtue's a different, deeper thing that it just moves forward. Read nineteen, Brandon, for us. Not to assume it's impossible because you find it hard, but to recognize that it's humanly possible, you can do it too. So this is kind of go. Remember that impossible yeah. one. So I, I, sometimes it almost seems like he's just saying, "Don't give up." Okay, you know, there's that thing where if it seems impossible, what was it? Dang it. Um, it was in the beginning of five. Yeah, it was somewhere. Darn. Now I'm going back. Now we're going to have a lot of... Okay, 17. No, it is seven. crazy to want what is impossible and impossible for the wicked not to do so. So this is saying just because... But it's saying, hey, just because it's hard does not mean it's impossible. Kind of like taking, you know... Um, yeah. So 
you know, don't get that mixed up. I mean, some things are just impossible. You're not going to. Anything that's hard, ask yourself, is it humanly possible to do this? Yeah. And if it's so, then you can do it. So he's, so back kind of, this is a reflection on that other one is saying, don't just give up just because it seems it's hard. It's not, you know, and don't, don't limit yourself just because you're having a hard time because if it's humanly possible, Hey, why not try it? Give it, give it a try. Now, oh, this is the one that I was talking about and we did pick it. Good job. Yeah. Go, go okay. For the in, in the ring, our opponents can gorge us with their nails or butt us with their heads or and leave a bruise. But we don't denounce them for it or get upset with them or regard them from, from then on as violent types. We just keep an eye on them after that. Not out of hatred or suspicion. Just keeping a friendly distance. We need to do that in other areas. We need to excuse what our sparring partners do and just keep our distance. Without suspicion or hatred. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one too. Honestly, yeah. we both. So it. in the ring, yeah, it's like that's part of the wrestling and stuff is your headbutt and whatever. That's part of all you do. You you don't get mad at them. You just stay away. You're like, okay. Yeah. This is this is a so just keep a friendly distance. And this is kind of saying if there's people you take that out of the ring and into your regular life. There's somebody who's doing things that you're not particularly mm-hmm. enjoy and stuff. Keep a distance. You know, it's okay to keep a distance from them. This isn't one of those things where you have to keep on subjecting yourself to, to the same person doing the same stupid thing yep. over and over. Keep yep. a distance, you know, without suspicion or hatred, you know, you but just stay away i mean and he's that's what he says take this into other areas yeah i mean be use like if you uh had a egg salad sandwich and you got sick and then the next day you had some eggs for breakfast and you got sick eggs don't work eggs are beating you up right yeah keep your distance from eggs make it your decision what do you got against eggs no that's exactly my point is keep your nothing actually, but what I'm saying is keep your keep your distance. Know what know what the eggs do to you, right? Yeah. But don't go around and like try and tell everybody that eggs are bad. Don't just try and like demonize eggs. Like you take care of yourself. You keep your own distance from it. So are you pro egg? Me? Yeah. I don't have any kind of a stance. Yeah, I don't have. Eggs. I'm just picking on something. I think eggs are probably pretty. Yeah, I don't have generally a, good. But I don't have a stance on them. So I would. So, in case anybody interpreted that as I don't think eggs are good for you, no, I don't. I have a stance on them. Has an egg ever head butted you, though? <laughs> like Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> so, but I just like the idea of remember that keeping egg? a friendly distance. Did you ever watch Garfield and Friends? Yeah, remember that was like an egg. Yeah, he just had little legs sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep a friendly distance. That was actually a pretty good show. You know, I mean, yeah. better than the comic for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we got twenty-one. Okay, if anyone can refute me, <laughs> show me I'm making a mistake or looking at things the wrong from the wrong perspective. I'll gladly change. It's the truth. Truth I'm after. 
and the truth never harmed anyone. What harms us is to persist in self-deceit and ignorance. Okay. Yeah, that's the... He, we mentioned there was one like that last time. It's like, hey, if something's right, it's right. And if if you need to change, you're, if you need to change the way you see things, then do it. Yeah, but it's good to keep reminding yourself that you're open to change because yeah, a lot of times we kind of get stuck in our our own head and if somebody tries to correct us. True, yeah. You know. We, we talked about this last time a little bit. We, and I referenced the whole like the the flip-flopping like hey you once said something oh, different yeah. like no I I know I did I changed I thought about it and I was wrong I changed yeah. now I'm saying this I know but whenever it comes to politicians usually it's political I sure it's a political motivation yeah not a truth motivation but true get it true but we can do you know, I mean, it'd be nice if anybody could, it was smart enough to refute me, try to change my mind. Yeah, try and change my mind. Because I know mind. it all. Yeah, don't even try. Like, good luck, buddy. Sometimes I feel that way, though, that I think I know, not not that I, but uh, I'm very stuck in the way I think. Nah, you know? come on, Mark. No, for reals. Yeah, that you can't teach an old dog new tricks, right? Yeah. I was watching this uh thing on the um it was one of the it was like a it was like a uh, a uh, scientific show and they were talking about the neurons in our brain. Uh-huh. And basically when we repeat the same action over and over, the neurons start to like stick together. Yeah. So as we get older, it gets harder and harder to do different yeah things that's just that's what that's why we were earlier we were talking about how cool this is that marcus kept on writing these things down and trying to sure you know i mean it's probably something actually there's probably some kind of scientific thing to where because sometimes like if you read something and then write it down and blah you know that actually it's a more powerful yeah it's almost um, like you keep the door open a little bit, like you keep you keep it instead of so you don't close it all the way. Continually writing things down and you don't close it out. Yeah, right. So like it's still like malleable. It's still like yeah. He's trying to reinforce. So he's like, okay, I'm trying to think it. I'm writing it. I'm you know I'm trying to live it. Yeah, practice it. So he's like trying to reinforce, and maybe maybe he came up with a little trick. But if you think it and you write, if you write it and do it, so those three things, you said think it, write it, and do it. Yeah. But if you if you stop doing the writing it and thinking it, right, and you just do the doing it and that's it, it will eventually become so habitual and so ingrained in your in your uh, your routine that it will like be a close, it'll be closed and that's like who you are. Well, yeah. So you, but I'm saying it's a matter of getting, but yours. Maybe maybe Marcus Aurelius had a hack. Yeah, he was he was basically doing, he was a, doing a life hack, hack. A, la- He's a like, life hack to keep. Okay, what open. I'm gonna do? Gosh, man, I'm just not doing it like as far as as much as I want. You know, I'm like I have I understand what what's 
you know, what I want to be doing. Do you want a soda? Yeah. He's like, I understand what I want to be doing and, and everything, but it's just not getting there as far as I want. He's like, well, how about sometimes I, when I come up with an insight, I write it down and and I can kind of look back and I don't know. And if that becomes your system, then you're gold. Well, I mean, the guy did end up being the emperor. What do you want, Brandon? I'll take that. Brandon's got some really interesting things. This, this, these have been previously banned. Uh, yeah. from our our podcast. Uh, reads yeah. all natural, real ginger ale. This isn't ginger beer. No, it's ginger ale. This is ginger ale. Yeah. And we've been really hurt, disappointed in the past mm-hmm. with reeds. Yeah, I quit buying. Them. I quit buying them. Brandon's is saying now that uh, they made a comeback. They made a comeback with their new zero. Yeah, I was walking in the store and I was looking at it and I saw zero. I'm like, really? So I went and looked at how they did it, and it's because you know how do you how do you make it zero? And this is done with erythritol. And, and monk fruit stevia extract. Oh, okay. Not like a sucralose or like a, you know, sugar. You know, I might try, if you don't mind. Oh, no, these are all the same. Okay. There's one other one in there that's different. There's like a regular ginger beer. There is? Yeah. Is it in a small can? Yeah. Try that one if you want. I don't know. The decisions, man. You're saying this is really good, though. My favorite one is the transfusion, the purple one. Okay, I'm gonna try your purple. Let's just, let's just keep it. Yeah, just be. Just okay, be so reeds. You know, it, let's see. We'll see. I might get in trouble here. Though. So this is the Mark's palette might be far more advanced than mine. Tastes like a grape drink. Tastes good. I like it's it. It's like a grapey ginger ale. Yeah, there's slight ginger. It's not. It's good. I yeah. mean, I'm saying if if you want a good grape drink, sure, exactly. I don't think it's if I want exactly, exactly. It's not overly gingery. That's why. Yeah. Well, um, anyway, so at least, but the thing is that they're like a ginger ale company, so it's like, why do you? Why would you go? To a ginger ale company mm-hmm. for a grape drink. I don't know. That's like, like okay, say like Coca Cola's cola really sucks, but their other stuff is you know. <laughs> so I'm not into like I don't do and I'm not into like the mixology thing. Yeah, but one of those is called Shirley Tempting, and I don't know what the what the ingredients are for a Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple is basically. Um, Oh dang it! Um, you do Seven Up, um, cherries, cherries, but then you there's this other stuff, grenadine. So the surely the and surely so grenadine's basically like a, a cherry flavored. Okay, so that's what the surely tempting is like a cherry flavored Ooh, of this. Yeah. So I I I think they're taking a spin surely on <laughs> they're taking a spin on some some flavors that people like. You yeah. Know? And instead of putting Seven Up in it, they're doing the ginger, their their ginger ale, yeah, type of thing. That tastes good. 
thank I'm glad that Reed to see that Reed's Yeah is mixing it up. I'm just saying yeah. They burned that bridge pretty hard though. Yeah. Remember that one that was extra strong? Yeah, I was was just like, like, what the heck? Yeah. And it was ginger beer. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay. I mean, I guess we've just been spoiled by goslings and cock and bull. Definitely. It's like whenever you get that ginger just slapping you in the face. (laughs) Slap me around, man. Like there's a hand that actually reaches out. Whack. (laughs) So anyway, um, what were we talking about? We were done probably. Oh. Okay, we have to do 24. Oh, we have we both have 24. Yeah, we do. Go for it. Alexander the Great and his mule driver both died, and the same thing happened to both. They were absorbed alike into the life force of the world or dissolved alike into atoms. That's right. They, they would go to the same place. So, was they Alexander were, really that great? Above others? Yeah. He wasn't, though. Exactly. Him and his, his mule driver, you know? Yeah, we're all like basically the same thing. Yeah. That's very hermetic too, right? We're all we're all the same thing. Down to down to the monad, we're like the same molecules. Yeah. Just a different rhythm, a different a different vibration of them. Right. All right. What was that? Twenty four. You went to thirty three. Whoa, man. You did that one? Okay, but we need to do 29. Oh, Mark, you didn't... Mark, Disgraceful. You didn't. Okay. Oh, yeah. For the soul to give up when the body is still going strong. That is a disgrace. Like, your body still works, but your, you, your, your soul... You're done. You've let your soul give up. That's yeah. the definition of disgraceful. It's like I that like one it. thing. What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same, same thing, thing over and over. over. Expecting to, you know. That's kind of the same. I, that's kind of saying the same thing, though. What? These, oh, that that quote that I think is um, a trip. I'm not sure if it's actually by him, but that quote is attributed to Albert Einstein, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but this saying, "disgraceful for the soul to give up the, when the body is still going on or still strong," I think that's one of the reasons why the soul gives up is when like you're. We're just not talking about those neurons firing off in our heads and trying to keep things kind of trying to keep things real. Mm-hmm. And and if we if we continue to do the same thing over and over, then we're just basically like like a robot and we just basically live. Yeah, at your that soul point. has given up. Yeah, and, and it's kind of the same thing as living in a disgraceful life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you weren't made to. Your soul was not made to be worn out before the body's worn out. I feel like I see that happen a lot around me. As an observer, I feel like I see that happen a lot with people. A lot of dead souls. Well, out there's there. a stages of you have your early, you know you're you're a child, you grow up, you go to high school or whatever, you go to school, you start a family, and then when your kids are grown up and gone, a lot of people their culture, like all the new things to do, kind of stop. Yeah, and it's kind of like oh, I got to live the next fifty years now or the next forty years. Yeah, doing nothing, and just kind of just doing the same thing over and over, or mm-hmm. doing nothing. And just enduring, endure to the end there. Just kind of keep on, just like, okay, just kind of follow, just keep on being a good guy. That's that's disgraceful insanity. Oh, oh, that's a great, disgraceful (laughs) insanity. (laughs) They're doing the the same thing over and over. On the next Gnostic Deluge t-shirt. 
disgraceful, disgraceful <laughs> insanity. We need to get a, a t-shirt company. Yeah, then we'll make it big. Well, I'm glad. I'm actually glad you read that. That wasn't one we marked, but I'm glad that you read that. That's a good one. I just thought it was nice and short and sweet. But yeah, we've all seen, you know, and sometimes even personally kind of given up before our bodies even worn out. In 30, he says, fight to be the person, the person philosophy tried to make you. The only reward of our existence here are an unstained character and unselfish acts. But fight to be the philosophy or the person philosophy tried to make you. That's so profound. That's his whole thing. He's fighting. He's like, I'm not giving up. Exactly. Marcus. Good point. All right. 33. I have a star by this. Um, And you pick. Oh, I I insisted on this one. This is one where we were looking through. And I'm like, okay, 33. I have a star. So it's. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's like the Indian shooting the star kind of thing. Yeah. So you get a free one if you bring it back to some place and no one knows where to find it. So go for it, Brandon. It's normal to feel pain in your hands and your feet. If you're using your feet as feet and your hands as hands. And for a human being to feel stress is normal. If he's living a normal human life. And if it's normal, how can it be bad? Yeah. Yeah. It's just such a, I mean, it's just such a simple one, but it's like, if you're using your hands as hands and your feet as your feet, <laughs> you're doing what they should, but guess what? They're going to hurt. They're going to yeah. get scratches and stuff. It's just part of life. And if you're living a normal human life. Yeah. What is it? Why? How can it be You're going to feel stress. It's normal. So how is that a bad thing? It's yeah. just part of using. That goes to the phrase, that's life. You know, That's life. The, comp- the constant complaining and bickering that we do. Some more than others, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, this and this happened, this and this happened. Like, congratulations, you're still living. You're still, like, experiencing the life. Yeah. Keep on going, you know. It's It's all part of it. If you're using your mind as your mind, it's going to be stress. I like it. Just such an obvious little statement, but um, I mean, 30... even if you're using it in the correct way, yeah, there's nothing you can do. It's inevitable. Exactly. So this is simple. It's remind. It's a good re- it's, that's a reminder. It's like, yeah, this can't. Be, why am I? This is how can it be bad? This is what I. This is all I should expect. Yeah. 36 says, Asia and Europe, distant recesses of the universe, the ocean, a drop of water, Mount Athos, he equates to a molehill. What? Yeah. The present, a split second in eternity, minuscule, transitory, insignificant. Dude. Yeah. This is one of those days that he's had a long day and he has to remind himself of like, you know, he just says, Mount Athos, a molehill. You know, these are these are like, all, all small. this stuff he's probably have. I mean, he's trying to rule Asia and Europe, you know, and he's like, <laughs> yeah, uh, this is just, you know what, all this stuff, you know, I mean, because he's the emperor. He's, yeah. So it's like, but this stuff is, doesn't even mean anything. I mean, 
Yeah, you can get to the mount, top of Mount Athos, but it's not even nothing in comparison to to the universe and stuff. So he's trying to put everything in a real perspective. And when he thought because that, he's caught up. When he thought that, he just became one with the universe. Right? Yeah, it didn't say that part. Oh, but we <laughs> you can feel it. Yes, exactly. In his passion. Um, I'm going to do 37 real quick. If you've seen the present, then you've seen everything. Oh, classic. I'm glad you read this one. As it's been since the beginning, as it will be forever, the same substance, the same form, all of it. Exactly. That's going back to what we were talking about earlier. Nothing changes. It's always just, it's just what you see now is it's, it's what you've, it's what's been. And it's all the present. Yeah. That's and that's yeah. it's just a different organism. It's just the the same the same molecules, the same everything down to the core monad. It's all the same thing. It's just a different vibration. It's just a little bit. It's organized a little bit differently, but the same things happening happen. Life is cyclical, right? Uh-huh. What the what was it? What happened in the days of Noah happened in the days of Lot, Lot, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Everybody's yeah, so caught up in everything. Everything else that, that it doesn't change. Oh, that was from the that was from the New Testament. He mentioned two other. He mentioned whatever happened in Vespasian's time. Whatever happened in yeah, other, you know, yeah, Nero exactly. and everything. It's just like, but all those people at that time, regardless of what was, you know, they were all living their lives, so busy in their own thing. That's a great one. I was hoping that we'd get to that. I'm like, oh, hopefully we had that marked, and we didn't. But thankfully, you. I was short, yeah, so yeah. I figured, why not? Yeah, that a little verse. I'll read it. Okay, now we have forty-one. Uh, yep. You take this is forty-one. You take things you don't control and define them as good or bad, and so of course, when the bad things happen or the good ones don't, you blame the gods and feel hatred for the people responsible or those you decide to make responsible. Much of our bad behavior stems from trying to apply those criteria. If we limited good and bad to our own actions, we'd have no call to challenge God or to treat the other people as enemies. Okay, so what's he saying? Much of our bad behavior stems from trying to apply those criteria. What are the criteria? You take things you don't control and define them as good or bad. Yeah, what somebody else somebody else does something and you go, "Oh my gosh, how could you? Why do you? How could you have done that to me?" Yeah, right. And we we get we feel we want to like have revenge. We shake our fists at the gods, like, "Why did this happen?" You know. But if we would have acknowledged that the that that the only the real, the real um, culprit is ourself. And when we acknowledge that we're the ones who are responsible for that pain, then we don't like shake our fist at the gods anymore. Because like, oh yeah, it's, I'm, it's my fault. You know. Yeah. That goes back to that same story. Looks like you're the one that has a problem, right? Me? No. Exactly. Yeah. That's... We complain about something that someone else did. It's like it looks like. That's actually whose problem is it? You know. 
See, okay, so the the credit the thing is that you're taking things that you don't control and you're defining first your first problem is that you're defining them as good or bad. Yeah, yeah. And who right? defines that? Whatever book you subscribe to. Yeah. Yeah. So you're defining things that you don't control as good or bad. So then whenever the bad things do happen or the good ones don't or the good ones don't happen, then you're getting upset. And so your that criteria is just a criteria just mess up that messes you up. First off, you're defining things that are out of your control is good or bad. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Those are the the first steps, the steps that lead to this problem is just in the definition itself. Yeah. See, so if you have, if you limit the good and bad to your own actions only and not to ones that, then you're not going to be blaming like, oh, why is God letting this happen to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or why is it, why do only bad things happen to me? You yeah. Know? Or, I've, I've been there sometimes where it's like, ah, I can't sure. get, nothing good happens. And then, but, you know, just ignoring all the other things that have happened. The common, um, the common complaint about God is how can God let bad things happen to good people? Yeah. Like, I don't believe in God. Oh, yeah, you don't? Why not? Because I don't believe that a, that a loving God would let bad things happen to good people. Or how did, why, that, why did God let that child die? You know? And we, and we form our entire interpretation yeah. of of life based upon definitions that we create. Mhm. Yeah, that's weird. If you I mean, you really break that idea down, you're like, "What?" Does it make any sense? Yeah. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, serious. That's like like how did what does that have to do with God? <laughs> it doesn't. Sure, I know you've. Heard the, it's common. I know, it's no, common, I know. Yeah. We've talked about that, but I'm saying if you break, if you take it in this thing, you're like, so you're saying good and bad. First off, you haven't even defined your terms of what good and bad is. Bad people, good, you know. Oh, because you know, it's just like anyway. This, but I think that's just a way to get out of having to, you know, deal with God. <laughs> And people who maybe religious people annoy yeah. him. Yeah, it's, 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 it's yeah. <laughs> that's usually what the that's usually what it really is. Is that they don't like you know people have been just really annoying. It's a lame them. answer for it's a lame answer for a uh, a common problem. Well, it's just one that isn't yeah easy to just throw out there and people are like oh yeah yeah forty two, dang man, he's a big boy. I read the last one, so this is yours. All right. All of us are working on the same project. Some consciously with understanding, some without knowing it. I think this is what Heraclitus meant when he said that those who sleep are also hard at work. Um, That they, too, collaborate in what happens. Okay. Some of us work in one way and some in others. And those who complain and try to obstruct and thwart things, they help as much as anyone. The world needs them as well. So make up your mind who you'll choose to work with. The force that directs all things will make good use 
of you regardless. We'll put you on its payroll and set you to work, but make sure it's not the job uh, Chris Chrysippus speaks of, the bad line in the play, put there for laughs. Mm, yeah. Don't want to be that. Don't want to be that Don't one. Don't want to be the punchline. Yeah. <laughs> this kind of contradicts a little bit of his earlier comment about like, don't do I like don't like I don't want to stay under the covers because it's like well okay or like keep going or he he was saying like sleep don't you know you've already slept enough it's like oh, hey we need to but uh, he's talking about people that like like okay it's like the polarity thing where you have opposite spectrums you got or resistance or, or opposition and all things kind of like the world takes everything and makes it all work together. Sure. Like, and he's not, he's not saying, he's saying people who are lazy and jerks and all this stuff, they, nature uses them all. Yeah. Because what's nature going to do? It's going to give you an opportunity to, you know, work on yourself by trying to deal with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So. That's what I thought. Just like the lightning starts a forest fire. Yeah. You know, the the uh, the punk ca- starting a fight and causing a rift and, you know, a social rift could be the same natural course. Right? Yeah. So, to, you know, a, a, a society that goes through a some social turbulence and splits in half ide- on ideologies... And we think, what caused this? Why did this happen? It's like it could just be part of just the way things work. Yeah, and it's trying to. We're, uh, we have we're, we're watching. Uh, well, there could be people trying to manipulate it too. Probably. And even those people are in the play too, though. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they just don't want you just don't want to be the punchline. They are the punchline now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but regardless of, it's kind of. Just the idea, yeah, regardless of what everybody else is doing, it all works out in the end, I guess. Yeah, eat, drink, be merry. Tomorrow we die, man. Okay. Okay, I need you to read 43. I'm sorry, Brandon. 43, let me see. I thought we just read that. Oh, no, it's a different one. Oh, yeah, okay. Because this goes with... What we were just talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Does the sun try to do the rain's work? Or Asclepius Demeters? And what about each of the stars? Different, yet working in common? So. Yeah. No, we're all part of the same play. He's like, but the star, you know, we're all, we all play a different, everybody plays a part in the play. You know, don't try to take somebody else's part. Deep. That's why I don't try and manipulate societies. Yeah, there's enough people out there trying to do that. Yeah, I, that rolls that rolls full, <laughs> full of <laughs> egomaniacs, crazy guys out there. Fifty three. But what if your what if your role is to be the the bad line in the play? You know. For laughs. Well, I don't. I don't think that. No, nah, that's not. 
That can't. That's not your role. I believe that's my role. All right. Okay. Which one did you have next? Fifty-three was the. Oh yeah. Wow. Wait. Of chapter six or book six. What? Right here. You don't have it marked. What the heck, Brandon? You must have just thought it was so profound that you put it down. Yeah, because this is one of those. It's one of the short ones. Remember this I'll... is one of those ones that something that you would hear today. Yeah, it's probably one of the short so ones. This is the, but he was the originator of this idea. Yeah, same thing <laughs> with same thing with fifty four too. Okay. I mean, I'm talking about when when you yeah. think about things that Marcus Aurelius said. You know. Okay, fifty three. Practically pra- practice really hearing what people say. Do your best to get inside their minds. That's tough. Yeah. Because how often, whenever somebody's saying something, are you... What am I going to say next? Yeah. With my profound point, I'm going to bring up... Like, this is a pretty cool, like... And then 54, read that one. What injures the hive injures the bee. Yep. It's insane. He's... Yeah. Earlier in this section, there's a one entry where he basically talks about, like, if it doesn't harm if it doesn't harm the community does it harm you yeah you know so what injures the hive injures the bee well then that's those are those two books five and six that was profound marcus deep you left us with some great things to think about there i just like the way that he is able to put things like just simple, you know, nothing like two, but that anybody who reads this can sit there and go and have a total, you know, go their own way and work it out their own salvation or whatever, sure. you know? Yeah. Like it's pretty cool. So, well, let's end this. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, because we're already about an hour. Yeah, we'll have to throw the other into this. other books into another um, another episode. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, again, oh, we didn't even say the 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 one that we're using is with the introduction by Gregory Hayes. I'm not sure who actually is the one that interpreted this. It's the um, I the interpretation or yeah. the in translation of it. It's a uh, the publisher's name. The publisher's Modern Library. Yeah, and they apparently have their own. They have a translation team. Okay, because I was like, because it says a new translation with an introduction by Gregory Hayes. Yeah, and I'm like, so did Gregory Hayes? He didn't do the translation. Yeah, I re- I found I found I read it. I found it. It's uh, it's okay. actually the they this this publisher has like their own little group of. Translators. Translators. Well, they did a good job. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this that's the one we're using. Modern Library Meditations, Marcus Aurelius. All right. Well, we will uh, talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye.
Ooh. Ooh.